Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve, and with me, as always, is the podcaster formerly known as Colby. Today, we have a special guest on. We've had him on before. Some of his recent and upcoming works include Red Rose on Netflix and upcoming season seven of Outlander. But if you know us, you've listened to him before from King Constantine from The Last Kingdom and the new movie Seven Kings Must Die. Rod Hallett, thank you again for coming on to The Screen Chronicles. Thank you very much for having me. And it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. So, Rod, the movie just came out. Yes. And it was number one streamed movie on the planet the first weekend it opened. I mean, what goes through your mind when you when that happened? Uh, was uh, that expected or, or what happened? No, I did. You know, it's so weird because it's so well, it feels like it was like a year ago. You kind of on to the next thing you're thinking about the next job. The, so when I went, I went to the screening, the cast and crew screening of it. And I, I re-entered that world. I'd forgotten what scenes we shot. I'd forgotten what happened in the movie. And so I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, certainly not about what how it would be received really i know that sounds crazy but yeah. then yeah i got like goosebumps yeah. when i kept seeing these things on social media talking about oh it's number one in germany and uk and america and like then 89 suddenly, countries yeah my countries i was like whoa whoa it's amazing so i hope it'll open it up for people who never watched the series now as well yeah like, i, I think must have a lot of people who haven't seen the show right. i think watched it i mean um, yeah so that'll be that'll be pretty great for the show then i think too um yeah i think so i think i mean i know people who haven't seen the show who have watched the movie yeah really and, uh, yeah now i'm gonna go back now what, what go do you back. what do they say about the movie since they haven't seen the show are they are they able to follow what's going on and or were they like who's what's were they kind of confused what was it like for them exactly what i asked funnily enough i've not been in a room with anyone who's done that it's always Mm -hmm. been a text message but my sister texted me this morning saying they watched it last night and i said do you know are you able to follow without any kind of history with these characters do you know what's going on at all right and she said I think so. I mean, I really had to concentrate because it's obviously really dense. Yes, mm-hmm. it's fast. Yeah, and it's fast. And she, but she said she she's got loads of questions, but she followed it. So okay. yes, it can stand alone. I, I mean, cool. that was their hope anyway, wasn't it? That it would yeah. stand alone. I thought, how could you see this without knowing what's happening? Well, it's hard enough in the Last Kingdom with all the names anyway. I mean, the names alone are like hard to keep track of even when you watch a full season of the last Ethel stand ethel fled ethel, ethel wald. wald ethel helm ethel yeah red and when you have a, a movie or a, sort of a book condensed into a movie um i thought it flowed pretty pretty darn well for the amount of things that were were packed into it yeah and yeah. honestly the more i watch the movie the more appreciation for it i have uh, there's yeah. a lot of cool intricacies that um i didn't pick up on the first time i watched that truly enhanced the movie for me the second time through that's good yeah i found that too i watched it twice now and uh, yeah You've i found it with with the cast right and who else i watched that one with the cast in london and then my wife was away when it came out she was in australia and she came back a couple of days ago so we watched it again she really wanted to watch it she didn't get a chance out there and uh we watched it together a couple of nights back yeah and the density 
the amount of of events that take place and the speed at which it moves but also i'm i'm probably wasting time thinking nervous about did i get that right and uh right and think oh they cut that out or oh, why did they did i not get oh what's good you know so the first mm. run is probably a little bit of that as well but the second time i i, I mean i loved it the first time but the second time i really really relaxed and enjoyed it i haven't watched it a second time yet but oh. the first time i watched it it was just there were there was a it hit a point where it just becomes really intense. Spoiler alert, everyone, for the, the movie Seven Kings Must Die. When Utrecht gets stabbed like 30 times, and then I just yeah. start freaking out. And then <laughs> and then like I, I couldn't like actually sit there and enjoy the ending because the whole time I'm just <laughs> thinking if they kill if they kill Utrecht, I'm done. I'm leaving, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's how I felt about Constantine, but thank God that that didn't happen yeah yeah killed constantine i would have walked out of the theater <laughs> but what, what was it like watching with the cast though too what was their reaction uh in your reaction i guess then it was quite quiet i understand colby you went to the the, the screening in new york right exactly yeah that's right bitch. yeah and ross was telling me that was really good fun really it was fun yeah it was like i've been to like the premieres of the harry potter movies like the first night they come out in a packed right. theater and people are cheering for every scene or owing oh, for every scene and that's exactly what it was like at the um seven kings must die screening in new york oh man and it I was must... cool to hear some of the actors reactions i was sitting next to harry gilby and mark rowley and uh, it was just cool to hear their reactions as well because i think it was probably their first time seeing it yeah would have been yeah definitely uh probably everyone but alex um well i'd love to have seen that so the cast and crew one would be uh, it was quite quiet, really focused. I guess it, everyone's invested and it. it means a lot to everyone. And right. so many people from from season one to to the film were all there. Uh, so it was a really lovely night. And That's so cool. And it was there was just a lot of people leaning forward, putting their hands on someone's shoulders, going, "Nice job, mate. Nice job." Um, yeah, it was lovely. But it was it was very it was very focused. No cheering and screaming during the film. Is it, it yeah. must be a anxiety-filled room for a lot of the actors who are in the movie. Yeah, you know. yeah, never seen it before. You take these risks in front of a camera, and you just you just got to hope. And Absolutely. you know, I know sometimes what I take don't work, so you never know until you see it, and then you're seeing it with your peers. Oh yeah. Was there anyone from the cast that you haven't worked with? Someone who was in a previous season that maybe uh, you came up to and they they told you something you respected or you just got to have a conversation with, anything like that? I, there were certainly people I'd never met who actually, funnily enough, I still haven't met. It was a lot of people. Yeah. Like David Wilson was there and he and I don't know each other. I, I wanted to go over and say, because I thought it was amazing, um, what a great job he'd done. But, you know, we kept passing. Yeah. So I didn't really... I didn't really meet anyone I hadn't met before, but gotcha. no, the feedback everyone was everyone's like just as the job was. Everyone's so supportive and sweet. And the things they say. It seems like they kept that thread in the cast somehow the whole way through, and and maybe that's a tribute to Alex's leadership or or something like that. But um, it's it's just cool the camaraderie that that uh, that you guys have for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really incredible. It's so incredible. I I. I I think you've seen on some Instagram thing I did, my kids came out and uh, they yeah. out, I don't know, six days or something. I mean, I thought this is kind of testament. They um, they hung out with everybody. 
but a lot of the time we were doing our own things. So I hadn't seen them. It was I have two of my kids. I've got three kids. Two of them are twins, and but they're born on different days. So the, they came out on the first twin's birthday, and the second day was the second twin's birthday. So sometimes we were doing our own thing. So they spent time with some of the cast members, but never very long. But it's like one of the most resonant things from their whole childhood. It seems they always ask about Harry. And Agnes, who plays Astrid, and right. Arna, they're just, they're such nice people. And so, you know, giving them their time and themselves and their energy and everything to these kids who they don't know, why should they? And it's left this massive impression on them. And oh, if they see nice. any of them on the screen or even they watch like kids shows on Netflix and occasionally they'll see a, a thumbnail from the last kingdom and they'll say, that's Harry, that's Harry, that's Harry. You know, it's, like, it's so sweet. And it, you know, it just shows what those guys are like. Just so beautiful. That is beautiful. And, and the um, actors got a chance to pa practice their battle skills. It looks like at the <laughs> same did. time. So it was, <laughs> they, did. they did. Yeah. That was a workout. Oh, poor honest. He spent an hour, hour and a half with my son. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. I'd said to my son about Arnas and said, this is the guy. He was asked, because I had the sword in the in the apartment and a dagger. And sometimes we'd be practicing with it because, you know, time's tight on this one. It was much tighter, I thought. Yeah. I was, he was saying, show me how to use it. And I'm like, I, you know, I can yeah. show you the things I learned, but they're very specific. You, who you want is Arnas. And then Arnas, I said, Arnas, one day, would you be able to come over and just fight with my son? come <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fight my son yeah, yeah, hurt my we son, need to please. put him through the trials <laughs> yeah, this is an initiation and I need to know whether I like my son exactly um, <laughs> is he worthy uh, <laughs> that's funny. we've been on the battlefield all day and you know that's tiring yeah. and Arnold had done something during one of the fights I don't know what actually I actually I forget but he certainly enough to go to hospital oh. and have an x-ray on his hand oh wow and then uh, he he said, "Don't worry, I'm coming back to fight your son." And um, <laughs> I uh, haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah, forget it, forget it. Take care of your hand. You've got a few more days to fight. Um, so that was him straight back from hospital, and then yes, giving my my kids all that time. It was just what a lovely guy. Well, well let's get into the show, the the yeah. movie here. Um, we we talked. Uh, last year with you about season five of Last King, where we we love the character Constantine. Uh, yeah. You 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 are an Arsling Award winner too. I don't know if you you tuned into the Arslings, but no, I did. It was meant to. I started and then something stopped me. Oh, good. What did I win? <laughs> you you won uh, best new. Well, you tied for best new character. We had one tie. Yes, um, with Harry Gilby then... with Ethelstan. We we couldn't. Uh... Yes, it was tough. It was, it was the we committee, both though. of them so much. But we don't know. We don't make these decisions. It's the committee. It was the committee. Some people upstairs. <laughs> no, no, we do. Well, I'm honored. That's an honor. Thank you. And, and then best battle moment for uh, Constantine's charge. Yeah. One, you want our slings. We're, we're, we were obviously big fans of Constantine. <laughs> what was it like coming back to do this character? What was it a quick turnaround from season five yeah. to the movie here um, as far as filming? Like, yeah, quite quick uh yeah no i had quite a full period as well because season five was summer and seven kings was winter so yeah there wasn't a year between the two it was yeah six months or something 
And I was quite busy during that period. So it felt, yeah, like we're straight back in. But I knew, uh, I knew before I even started season five that they they optioned me for that film, uh, me and Rob, uh-huh. because uh, we were the only ones with new contracts. So we knew, <clears throat> actually, funny enough, right, very unfairly, the only two people who knew they were going to be doing it. Yeah, and so I was all geared up for it, really looking forward to it. Didn't know what it was going to be, no idea. At some point I heard it was going to be about the Battle of Brunenburg, but... No idea, no idea how it's going to work out. But I was so excited. I, I'm like you are, like to talk as if I'm talking about another person. I love that guy. Um, yeah. not, not talking about my portrayal of that guy, but that guy, I love him. Constantine, yeah. Um, yeah. We saw your uh, little history recap you did on him on Instagram, yes. and, and you told us about the history. It's, it's. I mean, obviously, we think he's interesting the way he was portrayed, but he sounds pretty interesting in history, too. Yeah, I think, I mean, he really was. He really is quite unusual. And I am surprised, like I said in that thing, I'm really surprised he's not right. like revered and lauded as a sort of Scottish hero. He's so incredible. So incredible. Every decision along the way is just, is smart and works right. and, and keeps this thing safe and going and keeps it as it is now. What, what did you <laughs> like most about him that you learned or you admired most? I think I think it was probably I think it's probably that I think it's the formation of Scotland and all the various kind of intricacies of the relationships he had to maintain and like he's playing three dimensional chess the whole time to say okay if I ally with this guy just for now um, then I can maybe curb this and get rid of that but also I think this thing about they talk about because I mean, the, it's it's so thin on the ground the history, right? But they talk about the Picts, the painted ones who who he is one of, and that's a, like I think I said before is a really big chunk of northeastern Scotland, and uh, I guess like um, Mel Gibson, he was painted. I know this is way after they don't exist anymore, but that's probably a kind of depiction of Pictish people. And oh. even though that would be historically inaccurate, I guess. But the uh, they they talk about them just disappearing, like a, a whole tribe of people who've been there forever just disappeared. Huh. The the argument I like is, is that they it wasn't a disappearance, it was a it was a kind of a blending and a coming together of all the various tribes that were up there under his reign. And because it I mean, it would have had fractious elements to it, but because of some way he led the thing, this coming together, which, you know, for a thousand years people have been fighting, right, seems peaceful. And so no one, I don't think, disappeared. They just became a kind of homogenous wow. unit that lived, you know, uh, happily together. So, I he mean, did that, something right at the time, you know, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. Spinoff, though. We're getting a yeah. spinoff, King Constantine from Last Kingdom series. Yeah, but it's just after he gave up the throne and it's just him at the monastery, I think. It, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very That'll exciting. Very slow-paced series. But for real, oh, I would God. love to see a, a oh Constantine. God, I, think, I think the Last Kingdom, I mean, it just seems to keep getting more popular every year. Yeah. Season four was really popular during COVID. 
season five was really popular. Uh, Seven Kings Must Die. So I think they could do some spinoffs here. King Constantine um, would be one that, I would love to see. That would be um, one, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. we have his love, his love across the sea or whatever that he wasn't able to be with. Uh, um, yeah. We got the formation of Scotland. And, and then just the whole uh, what how you had said in your history that he's wrapping up and became an abbot. Uh, well, I, I think, think little. So what you told us too um, before about sort of how he came to the throne would be a fascinating series. Yeah, that um, is amazing in itself, isn't it? The murder of his father, the running away to his aunts in Ireland. You know, training, fight, learning to fight, then coming back with his cousin. And assassinating the guy that killed his father, and then putting his oh. cousin on the throne. Then the Vikings kill him. Then he takes control. Then he forms it. I mean, man, I would love it. Even if That'd I wasn't in, I'd love. Apparently, I was talking to Mark Hillier about it um, on the very last day of filming on Seven Kings, and I—I uh, I got the impression. Well, not the impression. She said uh, that they, a few years ago, long before I was involved, uh, had written an episode and pitched uh based on that episode a, a, a scottish last kingdom that's all part of the same world like characters could oh, inter- very you know, nice but maybe like an independent like thing from it but in the same yeah. world in the same oh, world Let's we make hope that someday happen. you know it'd be so good would it? you do it would you do it would you come back for it? Well, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. I would play this guy for the rest of my life all right but, but I assume you'd have to go someone much younger to to do all that really interesting opening stuff. AI and stuff, man. You just, yeah. you just shave could, the AI, AI. Up, you know? Star Wars Mandalorian did it. Yeah, that's, know, true. that's true. I'm sure the budget can <laughs> accommodate. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I would but... love it. Oh, man, yeah. Well, I just love playing this guy. So, if yeah. I would it's, such, it, it's so cool and, The Last Kingdom can, like, take characters who are not Uhtred um and make people love them and like they can become someone's favorite character even though they're not the main character of the show um and there's there's a lot of characters in the show that you could say that about uh, and constantine for us is certainly one of them on season five was was definitely one of our favorites um it's just really cool that the show can do that yeah I, i agree i like that and when you watch it like i said to you before i watched it in such a short period of time my it's like a looking at a heartbeat. My, oh, I love this character. And now, oh, I really love this character. And I love this character. I loved like Sig Tricker and Young yeah. Rat. And, uh, just all the time, my favorites were changing. It's yeah, amazing series. Speaking of Constantine, you come back to play him. Did you like get out of character and then have to get back into character, like re prepare for the role? Or was it so close together that? No, I went back was... into it. I don't know if it's just me, but I imagine it's a lot of that. After you do it for a while, you're so used to taking in enormous amounts of information that are sure. very important for one day only. Uh-huh. And then forget it. Like, ask me tomorrow what lines I said yesterday. I probably wouldn't be able to say one of them. I get given jobs from auditions, and that I don't think I've ever heard the title before. My mind is trying to pick up information, hold on to it, and then drop it. Interesting, um, interesting. So, no, I have to go right back to the beginning again and that's great because you you uncover all kinds of stuff you never had before so it's got mm. more more complex you know re i remembered a lot of stuff from going back into it but also we had um 
access on this one to Martha Hillier in a way you might not normally because she'd be writing really? in the next episode. So you could have conversations with her and and oh, go that's into, interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's really. I mean, I'm sure she would be open to that anyway. But you always felt a bit like you can't just. You know, she's, right, she's busy. She's getting. <laughs> she's busy. Yeah. But yeah, so that was great, and you could go into a lot of detail. And and how did your approach to Constantine in Seven Kings Must Die? Um, how was that altered compared to when you approached him for season five? Did that change at all? Yeah, it changed in the sense that I I, I wanted him to be a, a changed man. Yeah, I wanted him to feel a little bit different. I quite wanted like the start point for him to be, I'm ready to abdicate. Donald is going to take over any minute now. I'm just going to oversee right. the transition to Ethelstan's reign. Ethelstan's going to come and have uh, Northumbria given to him by Uhtred, and that's all going to work out. And as soon as the peace is re-established after that, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I, I, I've got one foot out of the door, and it all goes wrong. But I wanted it to start like that, like he's ready to he's ready to end this. He felt less confident and less of more withdrawn i would say like yeah um, I would, is compared that, to season five so it sounds like yeah, that's kind of what you were kind of sure. going for huh yeah exactly yeah i mean there's also the the script is has to be a lot more efficient there's not so much room for the fun and right there's nothing that can't isn't necessary to the next bit of the the plot you know everything is essential so there's no real room to mess around and also in the edit they, i mean to get it below that two hours a lot of the breathing room of each scene had to go as well right. so a conversation that in reality may be two minutes is now 20 seconds or something yeah it's just it's just a very condensed it's very different process really but yeah certainly i wanted him to feel older and tired and ready to abdicate yeah well, i was i was missing some of his iconic lines that he's given us from season five seizures yeah. are for turds never meet meet a wife on an empty stomach yeah never um, do that it's some some real classics came out of uh constantine that i was a lot like, of life lessons for us too <clears throat> life lessons That's man very important life lessons <laughs> what, what, um, what did you enjoy most from uh shooting the movie was there a scene that you love doing or or watching? Okay, watching. The one that I remember standing out, particularly the second time, was the scene after the coronation with Laurie and Harry. Oh, yeah. And Harry's hurt that Laurie didn't turn up to the coronation. He's also been let down by Uhtred. And right. The vulnerability and this sort of, abusive relationship that coercive control of this the person in charge and harry's kind of vulnerability and how laurie plays it just to keep him you know mm. keep him on the hook it's just it's so horrible but so they did it so well they both just did wonderfully yeah i got it i was so good i was so oh, good what Harry did in season five was hard enough, but this is like on another level. So he complex. Great. Yeah. Great in this. To play that is it, uh, amazing. He did so well and he works so hard on it. He really deserves it. What it is. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, what about one to shoot for you? Um, was there one that was? I love. I mean, I I love them all first, which is a dull answer. There's funny enough. There's one scene where I don't say say anything where Donald comes in and tells me Scotland's been ransacked by. Right. People. I remember loving doing that. Yeah. There's something about that kind of. I don't know. Um, you're about to erupt, but you're keeping it just inside. Tell him to go off and you know, do, okay, set it up with Analaf. We're 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 going to war. Right. But I think the most rewarding really would be the Seven Kings in a Circle War. Okay, yeah, and that was a that was fun. That was shot over two separate shoots, two separate places. Okay, maybe, maybe a week or two apart. Oh, yeah. um, it's nice to kind of re- revisit it, have a chance to go again. I don't, I know quite know why. I mean, I know for one reason was that we were on a what felt like an island, yeah. And so most of the important thing was the background was all these fires and parties and the lake and stuff or whatever, the ocean. And then the rest was kind of inside. Although we shot the inside anyway, and I think that's mostly what they use, but. Nevertheless, we did it twice, and it was great fun. And I got to work with Alex again, and it's awesome. After I thought was Pekka was brilliant. Yeah, uh, and he's hilarious to work with. That guy is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, he's so awesome. funny. We love the movie. We we really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, you did mention it, and that's something when I when we first when we were we were watched it together over Zoom when we had it on and I looked at the runtime, I was like, oh, that's right under two hours. So. Um, yeah, and it, and it Last Kingdom has always had, especially I'd say from season three on, has had kind of a quick pace plot, yeah. go go yeah. go, especially with the movie. But when I saw that, I was like, I bet you they cut out a bunch of juicy stuff or or trimmed down some stuff. Uh, was that scene around the fire? Was that longer? Uh, I know from the books, uh, that was one of my favorite things from the final book, Warlord, was all the kings trying to win Uhtred over and and that whole dynamic between Scots and Danes and him and um yeah. and his his relationship was rocky with Ethelstan too in the book uh was that something that was a little longer or was there another scene that was maybe trimmed down that you did that you would have liked to have seen more no I think they were all I think they were all trimmed you know I guess it's just got to move at a pace so yeah that, I mean that 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 scene was a little bit longer they all were, you know, battles were were more in depth and and longer, and there was certainly stuff removed from that too. I felt there was an awful lot of information to keep up with. I I felt this kind of inevitable pull, you know, doomed pull towards this crescendo. At yeah, room. the whole way through, it feels like you're building to this this thing, and maybe that's part of it that. That you know, these little moments need to go to keep that momentum going towards this battle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting too, um, with Constantine's character because the first time we meet him in the movie, he's just sort of like, Well, let's just go get a new deal with Ethelstein, with yeah, um, because he doesn't want to join these pagans, right? No, it's, it's no. not what he wants, and he's kind of forced to do it with that, that crazy rampage scene. And that's the, the going back to that moment you just brought up the scene where you don't say a thing yeah it sort of speaks volumes in, in a weird way because 
of the anguish that you see on Constantine's face as a sort of like, how does it come to this sort of anguish? Like, like you're giving an order to do something you really don't want to give the order to, but you have to sort of the way I looked at it. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, that first scene you see Constantine is this, every sentence is a, is carrying some, ramification the weight of which is like epoch changing and so everything we all knew what was going to happen we all had agreements you know edward uh, utrud and constantine we all knew where we were going and everything was fine ethelstan knew it yeah and are we progressing as we should have done and then utrud's not gone down to the coronation that's a worry right no constantine's Spidey senses are tingling. Something's <laughs> this can't be good, you know. This can't be good. Right. And and Ethelstan starts to behave the way he behaves. And you know, we know he's he's mentioned being a king of the whole of Britain, and he's right. you know he's an imperialist, perhaps. Right. So this uh, this is this is not looking good. This could have gone smoothly, and this is falling apart now. Exactly. And it's all Ethelstan's fault, as far as Constance is mm-hmm. concerned. And so then when Constantine is at that meeting um, with the pagans, which, again, it was a great scene. It was so cool to see all these kings sitting around um, yeah. discussing like a sort of power in the room kind of feel. What would Constantine's feelings being there? It was almost like there was a look of, I don't know, shame may not be the right word, that he's had to join these guys, uh, yeah. even though he didn't doesn't feel right joining pagans, you know. Um, but what did you think was going through Constantine's head being at that meeting? I think you've got it absolutely bang on. It's not an alliance he's interested in having. Right. Does not want to be involved. I think he thinks Unlove is a psychopath. Uh, the Owain, uh, king of Strathclyde, is insane. Right. Um, prophecies and all this rubbish. And But this is the corner he's forced into. And I, and I think... Yeah, he'd be. I guess it'd be a version of embarrassment at being now this guy Utrud, who I respect, is going to see what I'm doing. But I have to try and say, look, this is where we all have to be. You too. It's because of the behaviour of Ethelstan. You know, I don't want to be here, and I know you don't. But we have to be. Yeah. So and I think the way uh, Constantine, the way you say it. To him, where you say, you know, Ethelstan has taken an axe to the truce that uh, that you made, that you brokered. Uh, it, it was a cool moment there um, at that meeting, and then you sort of propose the idea. Um, there's another way to consider, you know. Yeah. You know, save many lives by simply taking one, and it sort of sets the tone. Yeah. Yeah. Know, puts Uhtred in that sort of hmm, maybe he's right because we know Constantine's got a lot of wisdom. I mean, he proved that in season five. Yeah. We know it from history, so sort of I think makes Utrid consider it for a second. Yeah, you, I guess he leaves. You don't really know what he's going to do. I could, could actually because obviously I can't remember what it was like when I read it. Was there any part of you that when he turned up back in Ethelstan thought that maybe he might try and kill him? No. There... <laughs> no. I mean, when I when think... you said it to him. I thought he would mull it over on the way there, but I, I, yeah. I, I ultimately knew. I mean, what? I mean, you know, obviously, I knew the history too because they had given us, you know, since Ethelstan was a little kid, that you know, they put up future <laughs> king of all 
all England, right? And then I've, I've read the final book too. So I was like, I don't know, you know, I, there might at least be a, maybe a threat, yeah. you know, and, and, and then to just wisen them up, you know, kind of like Arnis coming for your son, maybe Uhtred, you know, coming for Ethelstan here, right? So <laughs> I think it's just that Uhtred, like, his bond with Ethelstan is so strong. It's it's a father-son bond that they have that, like, I just knew, like, this Uhtred, I know they're setting it up here that, oh, this was so easy if Uhtred just took him out right now. Yeah. I just I just kind of knew Uhtred just doesn't have that in him. Um, Or just, he yeah. wouldn't do it. Maybe he has it in him, but he wouldn't do it to Ethelstan. And I, I think Uhtred, he... Uhtred probably knows Constantine's right. Like, this would probably be the answer to go. <laughs> but... yeah, this would be a less bloodshed. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder if maybe I've not thought about it, but I wonder if maybe if you hadn't seen the series, you didn't know who Richard particularly was, and you don't know the history, which I think most of us don't. Um, maybe you might think I don't know. I bet you a lot of people who were just watching the movie. Um, I bet you they thought they were debating that. Yeah, for sure. I have seen a few comments on our post um, about that. Actually, some people have messaged us. Well. It, one of the great things about doing this podcast, Rod, is that we get to have so many conversations with people who watch the show um, and just talk, get other people's thoughts. And it gives us perspectives that we didn't have, you know, watching it. And yeah. there were a few people talked about that scene that that questioned that scene, um, what Uchard was going to do. Um, so okay. there definitely were some people who did. I was always questioning if Ethelstan was going to maybe kill Uhtred. Because That's what I was, yeah. I questioned Uhtred's that. not a real historical figure, right? So, and I was no. like, they do sometimes change from the books. So, I that that I was always a little tense about every scene they had. Uh, That's was, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah that was uh, ramp up the excitement. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it did feel like that. It felt like he's so. Dangerous. I mean, he killed Old Helm. Uh, that no. Giveable. So anything, though, it's up for anyone. Let's talk about the battle. The because, battle. So first of all, is the Battle of Brunenburg, is that something that, like, when you grow up in England and you grew up in the UK, um, that you know about this battle? Are you taught about it? or? Um... No, I mean, obviously, yeah, when what we learn is very, like, it anglo-centric but it no i'd never heard of it and i don't think okay. anyone okay it's a massive battle but no and it's only like i don't know five years or six years i don't even know where it happened there's not much written there's a poem written right. by by the victors which is therefore slightly unreliable and yeah. <laughs> something in the annals of ulster or something i think it's called where they talk about it but no, it's only recently they've really pinned down where it happened and what. Right. Happened. Okay. In fact, they're probably still digging right now while we're speaking. Wow. What was it like filming that massive oh, shield wall clash? Um, oh, it was great. It was funny. It was great. It was very kind of in and out bit, you know, because they did these little pockets. It's really, it's really hard to get your head around. It, I found this on season five too. Who's where? What's going on? Okay moment is this you don't even sometimes know where the enemy is are they, Interesting. Over, here? Are they over here or what who am i and i don't get your uniform am i killing you um <laughs> we're all sat in a kind of valley and there's fighting going on and there's fires everywhere and screaming and shouting and then you get called in to do this little tiny bit in amongst bodies and then 
back out and then someone else is in to do it right or you get like um you know they happen to find a nice shot where you are i think pretty much everything you see of me in the battle is all from one shot in the end where ed is calling out right now uh we're at the bit where you've seen that this shield wall has been pushed around too far and Anlaf's calling to do something that you know is going to put the Scots in danger so shout some stuff about that and then yeah. you go wait now we're on to the you know Donald's just died so it's a interesting kind of like that in the end yeah it's kind of chaos it's fun I love it but it's yeah that's what we loved about that battle too is it felt like chaotic in the battle too the way it came together which in our opinion, is probably how those battles were back then. Just total blades flying here, blades flying there. I mean, how do you control that many people in a, yeah. in a battle? Um, but it yeah, is a cool. Lot, a lot of it's just weight in the end. There's the first sure. couple of people who are fighting, and then everyone else is just kind of, they can't do anything. Just push, um, <laughs> just push against it. the guy in front. Get him, Jim. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and moral support. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, uh, I agree, though. I think that battle is amazing, and I feel like that is much more representative of how a battle should be. There's no, like, yeah. a cool sword play and stuff like that. It's just a mess. And, yeah, it's raw. Yeah. And, you know, we love the cool sword play and the other battles and a lot of the yeah. epic things, but we actually had a deep appreciation of this battle, how realistic it really felt. Like, they didn't have to go all out and do a huge set cliff yeah. whatever which we love yeah. that that was amazing it was epic yes. but it was it was cool to get a battle that felt real i mean guys were peeing themselves they were puking before the battle started and and a lot of the injuries like utrids and and pure leagues were just where some guy yeah. threw a spear maybe he wasn't even aiming at him and just got hit and like yeah. it's probably how it would be i think it's and certainly like as you know how it was written isn't it you... oh yeah for sure we said that too when we were watching it we're like this just feels like i'm reading um bernard cornwall's battles i think bernard cornwall is one of the best writers of a medieval battle i've ever read yeah as far as the details so i completely i mean not that i've he may be the only one i've ever read but it's certainly uh you know you you're there when you're reading it Mm -hmm. it's so detailed and that's what this one really felt that way felt like wow this is this is crazy uh yeah for me i mean i agree i love the sword play I, I love the way the battles have always worked, but for me, this was hands down the most interesting one. Yeah, and it felt the most real. I was yeah. hoping for a Constantine charge, though. You know, at some point, just some <laughs> some of his classic guerrilla out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd have loved that. There was a fight. There was a fight between uh, Citric and and Constantine. Yeah, but it's, really? uh, it didn't make it. Um, we only got to shoot it once and they just time run out there was no uh, way on this this movie at all right and the important thing was to get donald killed on camera right uh, there had been a moment where we thought maybe he would just be a dead body after the battle but we were, you know everyone was saying this is kind of important you know the kings are dying and you want to see it happen and but yeah, Constantine tries to avenge Donald. Oh. Through the warriors and immediately after Donald's died and attacks Citric. But then a whole like wall of humanity just rushes between us and Constantine right. gets knocked 
floor and Citric runs away. Oh, that would have been cool. I would have wanted yeah. to see that. Just a rage Extended Constantine. cut. Extended cut. Yeah. Extended cut. Come on. Just a yeah, rage yeah, yeah. Constantine yeah. battle. That would have been cool. But I guess I guess it also works because I think Constantine like is much older now than he was in season five and not in his prime as far as being a warrior anymore. Like you said, he was ready to retire. He was ready. No, to... Colby, he's always in his prime. Was he's he... always in his prime. <laughs> was was he winning before the the wall came in? Before they got separated, who 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 was winning? I should ask that. Oh, definitely us. Definitely us. Oh. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were outnumbered. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Constantine would think if Anlov hadn't been impetuous is that the right word uh jumping the gun it would have been gone the other way and then what would happen no england yeah. yeah scotland may have been bigger might have been a little bit bigger yeah that's for sure yeah that's for sure yeah, yeah, yeah it was but yeah i think i think unless jumping the gun was what what kind of ruined it in the end yeah because constantine is picking up his spidey senses are tingling at one point it's like something's not right here um, yeah. So he's still, you know, if he was in command of this army, maybe they would have had a, stood a better chance. If they just had yeah. Constantine by himself up front, Colby, just running at the one show, on. it would have just, it would have just been, they just, that would have been the wedge they needed, you know? Right. Everyone else sat down just drinking cups of tea. Um, exactly. Just leave it to me. Send um, in the king, you know? <laughs> It was really clever, though, how it was the heirs that died, which is definitely more damning to these kings than them actually dying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was was really neat. You know, yeah, I didn't see that coming. That's uh, that was a really cool idea, definitely yeah. cool. for sure. And then one thing I think is really interesting, um, and I don't know the way you interpreted the movie, Rod, is that there's a lot of ambiguity at the end with with Uhtred and his yeah. fate, and yes. whether does he die? Does he? maybe does he live maybe he was just hallucinating well he was probably hallucinating um but maybe he did live after that and i think one of the key things to think about is the title of the movie seven kings must die yeah and they're counting six king kings at the end yeah um and with utrid he's sort of like am i the seventh king mm -hmm. and a thing earlier in the movie is is constantine refers to him as a king king of northumbria briefly like when utrid walks in i think onloff asks is this yeah. the king of northumbria and constantine sort of like says yes and then kind of looks down knowing that he's not actually king hmm. i don't know if that if there's any talk of that or how did you, you know, interpret like, the end how did you interpret it without having put any thought into it, i assumed he went to valhalla yeah um, and died there and then but yeah it, it, and it really is open isn't it he could have lived another 20 years the way i when i first watched it, i thought for sure he died i thought like yeah and then the more i watched it the more i sort of like well maybe he didn't i think there's a chance and i think you could watch it and say he didn't yeah um, if you really wanted to that's what i'm doing and that's what steve would choose to do <laughs> which but I yeah, think you I'm, could also look at it like if you want to kind of see the end of Uhtred's journey, you could say, okay, well, no, this was it for him. But it worked out. But no, I yeah, I don't think there's any. There's definitely no right or wrong to that. Easily he could have survived. But yeah, I just I just assume that was that was the end. He, yeah. And I thought it was you know quite a beautiful end for him in a way. I know there's more to yeah. do, and there's people to stay alive for, but. And you saw all those guys in Valhalla. Yeah. 
having proper fun, not like the Saxons. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, go on, go on, go and enjoy it. Yes. I mean, the way I interpret it is when he looks back at his son, I think that's like his, like, oh, there, there I am in the real world. I can go to this other world now. Like, there's my yeah. legacy. That was the way I looked at it the first time. Yeah. So I, was crying. I thought he died, you know. It, but who knows? It's cool that uh, they can leave it like that. Yeah. Yeah. For season six. Yeah. <laughs> movie Six Kings Must Die next. Um, then five, yes. four, work our way down. Make our way down. Go oh, up, oh, oh, maybe 30. 30 kings. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's more kings. Absolutely. How long did it take to shoot that battle um, into the Brunenberg? A week or two? I can't remember. It was a beautiful little spot, though. Wow. Yeah. Stunning. And uh, quite a long way away. Um, and long days of, you know, quite often getting fully, you know, made up, sitting there freezing all day long and then right okay you can go home now it was quite quick considering you know the amount of people the amount of little events that took it looked place. like a lot of people it, it really yeah. did yeah there were quite a few i mean there always were i guess season five had a lot of people true true well like it did feel like more than that like more more people were really there yeah it felt yeah. massive especially those zoom out shots they do no, it, just, they? it puts you on the edge of your seat i'll tell you what it, yeah. it really does yeah, that that the one. Yeah, when they when the ones where they came over the top, I I loved it. Yeah, some of that was a, the photography was stunning. I thought. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it, it definitely looks cinematic. I mean, yeah. gorgeous. And yeah. was there a difference in the way they shot it compared to the show, or did it feel different the way they were shooting? No, not that I particularly noticed. Okay, uh, I only yeah I did a couple of times. Step back and look at the monitor. It's the and the first time you see these characters in in a kind of uh, wider ratio. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that actually f felt more remarkably different while we were doing it than even seeing it on a big screen. That's beautiful. I love seeing that. Just a much more pleasing ratio. I think. When you see it on a different ratio like that, does that change anything you do as an actor? Not particularly, but I, I thought the performances were all... They all felt more... Film-like, yes. TV-like yeah. across the board. I thought. I, I mean, I always thought everyone was great, but I really like these performances. Yeah. Remember, that's something. I can't be there. I mean, you're just going in doing the same character. So I don't know, but it felt. It, felt it like did. Well, you you've been able to work with some of the the best or the some of the greatest uh, TLK directors from the season too. You had John East for yeah. episode ten. Of season five, of The Last Kingdom, and then Ed Basilgetti or Basilget. I've heard a bunch of different ways. Uh, I say Basilget, but I don't know. Okay. How no, do you say no it? Sorry, one knows. It. <laughs> like a, like jet engine, Basilget. Oh, Basilget. Okay. Okay. I've heard uh, that too. Okay. Uh, told me that's not how you say my name, so I'm going to stick with it. But I'm probably <laughs> offended. Yeah. We're sorry, Ed. But anyway, though, you got to work with him on this one. Uh, what was it like working with him as a director for for this movie? So oh, I really enjoyed working with him. He's uh, he was really encouraging. A lot of trust from him. You know, you, you know what you're doing. It's a big old job for him to keep track of this whole thing. So yeah, you come in, you you kind of he wants to know what you think is happening and what are what are the implications of everything you're saying. And I found that. 
you you kind of talk about i guess you, you know what you're in charge of this character in a way and you do all this in-depth thinking about them everyone's doing all their in-depth thinking about all their their jobs apart from the bigger picture right and he's he really listens to that i think which is really nice and so i found he just the support and trust was rather amazing really and so i loved working with him for that reason yeah. and he's quiet and he's funny he's got a fun sense of humor and you know he's obviously on top of it all but yeah it's like what do you reckon this scene is great let's shoot that that's awesome yeah that's awesome. Yeah. It's got to be nice when the, the director really trusts you and yeah, it makes yeah, yeah, it gives you confidence. It's really, really lovely, really yeah. lovely. And then the last scene that we see you in, um, in the in the movie, is just sort of Constantine looking defeated after the battle, yeah. talking to the king, uh, to to Anlath and uh, the other kings there. What was it like doing that scene? Because I love the way he just walks away at the end. He's it's sort of like his I'm done moment um to yeah. me you know he says what is there left to fight for and then the guy asks for a ship and then constantine just like looks at him like are you kidding me and walks away cheeky little shit well that gave me a chance to work with pecker again and i like yes. that. to work in that moment of having just lost donald and this was a, just a every part of this is just a bad idea yeah we i mean it, it's inevitable i couldn't have done anything about it but it's a bad idea and now look what's happened. He's broken, I think. Broken. Yeah. So I know I loved it. And it was beautiful. Something about that. Yes. Was, well, actually, I'm going to post some pictures from that day uh, at some point. And the light coming through those trees and stuff, just stunning. But I, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. That's it's awesome. all great. Every day on that job's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what was it like your last day on it? What, I, we know that you love Constantine, this character. Um, and we love that you love Constantine. We love Constantine. But it's so cool when an actor just like loves their character like like you did. Um, so what was it like the last day on set? I know you posted a video and you said it was a, it was a sad day. But could you walk us through um, what your last day on set was like a little bit? Well, that, that day, funnily enough, I was thinking that when you guys reached out again, that was probably about two days before we last did a podcast that uh, last day on set, or maybe three or four days. Wow. But I went back on set because I stayed in Budapest after I finished. There's a little kind of period before they release you. Okay. Uh, in the can. And then I was so near the very, very end and the rap party and stuff. I thought, well, I'm just going to stay in Budapest until it finishes. So the last, the very, very, very last day ever, on the last kingdom i i went i asked the ad if i could join them on set so i spent the whole day on set watching it all take place and and watch it all come to an end and so and that was that was really i mean it was a joyous beautiful moment but it was also sad emotional and watching actors one by one end this enormous chunk of their lives yeah what was that final scene they were filming it was all around pulling down those standing stones. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, that was the last stuff. And my God, it was a beautiful day. It, it was just that the sun was setting just behind the stones, and it just was so beautiful. There was a camp behind, and everyone was there. Everyone, you know, from the crew was there. Wow. And Dominic Kaiman, who does all the production yeah, design, he's fantastic. Um, yeah. Goodness, he's amazing. He was there. 
And yeah, it's emotional. And yeah, people uh, end it saying their last word at some point and cut and you're done. And then Alex, you know, said a beautiful speech, as did wow. um, Nigel, I think, and Matt Chaplin, the producers. And then Arnus, of course, makes it all great. He brings out a speaker. Somehow he plugs it into the speakers that the directors are using, and the whole <laughs> valley mountainside becomes a comes a party. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it, you know. It's uh, it sounds like a special special moment that you guys had there. Uh, and uh, you know, thank you from us fans. We know how hard you know the hard work you guys put into this to make something as special as you did. Um, it's uh, we have just appreciate it so much. Well, that that means the world, Colby. Yeah. That's it's so nice to hear. The people who like this show are so incredible. I've never come across anything like it. The messages I get are, I don't know. Every one of them is like, oh, it and it really it, it transforms your day. You know, it really does. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's nothing throwing out messages into the ether. It's it's red and it's. And it means a lot. You know, it's what what kind of like uh, reception have you gotten? Sort of feedback. It's kind of similar things to what you're saying. People uh, seem to really love Constantine and and be really interested in who he, who he was. I mean yeah. that that one I put out that you were just talking about about the sort of the history of the real guys had so I'm getting so many messages about it. People wanting to know more and feedback has been just. They think this guy's hilarious and fun and just brilliant. You know, he was, you know, season five, he was just funny, really. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, it, was, it was cool because there were sort of uh, genres of characters in The Last Kingdom. And we think Constantine, Krana, and you sort of created a new genre of, of a character. You know, there's Saxons, there's Danes, and now there's the Scots. Yeah. And the Scots are awesome. They're, they're rock stars. It's, it was cool. Yeah. You know. it's a, no, that has meant the world. And the other thing is, of course, the thing I keep thinking is, that when people when these the fans of uh mess, these messages are coming in and thanking you for what you've done on it, your little part of it, is that like it wouldn't happen? That, I mean, it, it it sounds like a corny thing to say, but it, oh. it it just wouldn't exist without this support, right? It's like a you know in theatre you really get to feel it. There's a right right relationship immediately. And you say things that they're in a bad mood today or we're in a bad mood and everything's everyone's affecting everyone and it's so immediate and obvious. But it's yeah. exactly the same behind a camera. That yeah. that what people think and do and how they respond directly affects what's happening in the writer's room and then shot on screen. And it wouldn't happen without these incredible fans of the show. So it's yeah. they made it. Speaking oh, of uh, passionate yeah. fans, yes, <laughs> uh, you're also in a new. You're in the next season of Outlander. We know this yeah. coming yeah. out this summer, season seven, twenty uh, here, twenty twenty three. What's what year is it? Um, but anyway, uh, you're coming out. Really passionate fans here. You're also uh, playing the role of Benedict Arnold, right? Yes, yep. we learn a lot about here in the U.S. Yes, um, <laughs> obviously we want to stay spoiler free because we like the show we watch the show and and two you don't want the 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 higher ups of stars finding you you know <laughs> so don't be a traitor 
Can, no, no. Don't betray them. <laughs> so, is there? Uh, can you tell us anything about as far as your experience shooting that? And we we had talked before uh, recording this podcast. We had uh, when we were talking show recommendations last time we talked to you. We said Outlander, and you said yeah. oh, I've been holding on to that one, and and now you're in it. Uh, and I was uh, yeah. So when I was offered that job, oh, genuinely, you guys were my first thought. Oh. Well, I want to text these guys and tell them because oh. I've auditioned for Outlander a few times. And I've one time, I think I might have told you this before, I was offered a job and then something happened and I come and work and do it. So, uh, yeah, finally I, I get to go up to Scotland and and shoot. Um, what can I tell you? Well, only, uh, what, uh, only really about the guy himself. I mean, he's another really interesting guy. Yeah. Really interesting- I'd never heard of him. I um really they, we're not really told much about him. I guess you'd have to oh, that's interesting. very specifically learning about the 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 war. So and we don't. It's not part of our curriculum. It wasn't when I was a kid. So yeah, I didn't know who he was. So I'm approaching him really unbiased. Um wow. open mind. And also I have to play him, you know. I've got to of course got to find justify all the actions um that he takes and which actually i i didn't find impossible to do in any way you know if you can filter through some of the like the ego that was a big old ego and and obviously a traitor but if he i always felt like if he died at that battle of saratoga and you ignored some of his behavior in his personal life. This guy was amazing. Yeah, he would okay. be a dollar bill if he hadn't, if he died in that battle towards the end. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to, you know, when the season comes out, you know, maybe we could just dive into it more because yeah. he, um, it's just another interesting character in history. And, and maybe just like with Constantine, you'll, it'll give us like a lot of people motivation to learn even more about this character. It's really interesting to me that you had never heard of him because I think almost anyone um, who's gone to school in the U S will like look at the cast list of outlander season seven and see, Oh my God, Benedict Arnold's going to be in this season. Cause I think George Washington showed up in like one of the last seasons. And um, you know, everyone here knows who Benedict Arnold is um, as far as I know. We'll definitely be looking for you. Yeah, we're just excited to see how that goes. And we know how Diana Gabaldon writes villains. Um, right. Not saying we're not saying Benedict Arnold's a villain. Uh, we're just we know, we, we know how she does often portray uh, different characters. So it'll be interesting to see sort of the Outlander spin uh, yeah. on him as well. I think. Yeah. Well. He's, yeah. She did a great job, and it's definitely an interesting character. And yeah, and working on it was was lovely. That's another really well-oiled machine of of really lovely people. It was yeah. yeah, really enjoyed it. I love being up in Scotland. Funnily enough, I was staying in a a hotel which was built just oh, slightly, maybe even into, but certainly beneath the walls of Constantine's castle. <laughs> nice. Did you lay claim? Yeah, yeah, I did. Whoa. Get out! <laughs> is there are there um, remains of that castle that you can like see, or is it just sort of a ground like? No, it's. I guess it's been uh, mo- modified uh, throughout history, okay. but it, it's a fully operational. You know, 
it's probably got electricity and plumbing and you know heating and everything it's it's a perfectly preserved building you can walk around and walk around the garden the grounds of it it's, and it's absolutely stunning that's it's pretty cool of, that you got to go there that uh yeah i know i walked around it every day um it's one of those ones like in edinburgh where it's up on a on a feels like a rock like a completely impenetrable yeah. thing sheer cliffs and a castle on top but just stunning it's funny how those things work out you know yeah like this is yeah, a, it is, never heard of Constantine, never heard of that castle, and then there you are. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. And you also uh, recently uh, were in another Netflix series called Red Rose. Um, yes, uh, I, I I don't do scary things, Rod. So you know, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I was supporting you, um, you know, but um, <laughs> but. Uh, Colby, Colby has seen uh, some of it, and then he told I me to it, yeah. watch uh, different parts just to to see uh, your uh, your role in okay. it. And it was that was uh it was kind of it seemed really intense for cool for, for that right. That was really different yeah. than Constantine uh, role for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, like a total opposite, like a a really um, what's the word opposite of alpha kind of guy, but put into a really awful situation and reacting to it in about the worst way imaginable and yeah re- every moment was pretty intense for me in that it wasn't a huge role running but it was uh it was a fun role and yeah it seemed like you were like very you had to be very like emotional in uh, yeah. a lot of at least the scenes i saw and i was like damn it looks i mean you were you were killing it but i was like that looks exhausting that you would have to i know like like I just I, I saw the one scene uh, I forget I think it was your your girlfriend or wife uh, was coming to talk to you and you were just yeah. like I yeah. just need a second or I just need some time and I was like like damn this like I feel just... like unstable like yeah yeah and then, and then you you turn into like uh, Freddie or or Jason <laughs> at, Michael Myers no. crazy yeah it was, uh, it was a real really fun and really really different. And yeah, totally different experience. But yeah, I loved it again. I loved it. I'm working with um, uh, Elf, uh, Elf, Fled. Elf Fled. Yeah, Amelia. Elf Fled. Um, yeah, Elf Fled. You got it. You got I it. never. I never know. It begins with AE, and that covers everyone in the whole mm-hmm. of the last But she was great, and yeah, I, yeah, it was a really interesting job. Really good fun. And those guys, those writers, brilliant. Did yeah. like a uh, haunting of. Bly Manor. I know that wouldn't be used to, but uh Yeah, it was me. I've seen it all. Uh sure. Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor. Man, yeah. Steve, you'd love it, man. No. I uh <laughs> I try to get Steve to watch this stuff. We want to do a segment on the show, Rod, where like we we live stream a horror movie that I pick just for yeah. Steve's reactions, just to <laughs> see. Steve got Steve got scared watching the live action Lion King. So we no, uh, no. it was a jump scare. It was a, it was jump, a jump scare. scare. Like Simba, jump like scare. jumps at a bird at one point. <laughs> Steve, what is it? Tell me. I don't like horror much, but I'm. It, it doesn't particularly scare me. What is it that you can't deal with? I, I don't know. I just so I know. Like my mom is very uh, jumpy. I know. Like like you can be in the same. She can see you. You can be in front of her, walk around to like different part of the room and just be like, hey, mom, real quick. And you can just you can scare her like that. And so <laughs> I'm I'm nowhere near as bad as that. But like 
I think I still have some of that in me for some reason. Um, so that's definitely, I mean, like there are some movies that aren't exactly horror movies. They're kind of more like thrillers, Uh, but if they're tense enough the whole time, I mean, like I'm reacting like, like, uh, like a guy in an electric chair or something, you know what I mean? I'm just jumping the entire time. Yeah. So I mean, they, they enjoyed that when, when I lived with, uh, cause learning about that. Both love. learning about that early on when we lived together it made the next three years really fun. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't move out. But, uh... <laughs> but, but that it, makes it, you the perfect audience. Yeah, I, I don't know, and I don't know what it is too. But like, like horror movie violence is it's just it's more disturbing to me. Like I can watch a battle of the last kingdom and watch like like a bunch of guys get gutted. And yeah, and throw, but like when I watch like a horror movie thing, it's just it's a whole different thing for me. Like I don't I don't like it. You know what I mean? So like if it's more of like a gory horror movie like kind of thing, it's not. It's definitely not my cup of. We get emotional when we watch stuff, though. We do. <laughs> yeah, we 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 filmed our reactions for season five, The Last Kingdom, uh, but like it's there's so much so much to it, and I was also. We were, we're both working full time. We're both trying to watch this entire show before we speak with Castle. So I was like, when I'm, when I'm going back and watching it, my reactions were most like, oh, oh, so <laughs> like, oh no, like my like the, I wasn't I wasn't into it as much as I normally am. But when we we watched uh, uh, Seven Kings Must Die here together, recharge, feeling great, and it's just a movie. We were to watch it together, and it was. That one's uh you, you'll see how I normally am watching things. It's it's I, I can get into it. Yeah. We were gonna we were gonna podcast immediately after we had to take a long break. Cause right, we, yeah. well, I mean we were both were like just emotional, like, oh man, that ending and oh that's funny. Well you're the you are a great audience. I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. On for the ride, whatever yeah. it is. Um yeah. What, Have you watched like, anything new and good lately, or anything that you've been really into? Have you had time? I, I have had time. I haven't. I haven't had a great few months of like this is incredible. I loved the old man. Did you watch that? I don't think the old so. Man? No. no. The old What's man. that? It's, it's a. It's Jeff Bridges. Um, oh, okay. Yes, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I really love. Well, I'm. I'm absolutely love him. Um, but also, it's it's really interestingly put together and like the first episode has a, has a kind of fight scene in it, which is almost unlike anything I've ever seen. And he's okay. one of the people fighting at his age, you know, and it's just, and it goes on for ages and it's so brutal and so well shot. It's like, Oh my goodness, this is incredible. Yeah, so check that out. Yeah. It's interesting. That's what about awesome. you guys? Last of Us, Mandalorian, uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Have you Just, seen uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah. Not oh, the new one. I've seen okay, yeah. it's great. I quite fancy watching that. That uh, talking football. That um, Ryan Reynolds and yes, Wrexham. Something Wrexham. Yeah, welcome to Wrexham. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. And um, and yeah. I know nothing about soccer, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I call I, it soccer. I, this is America, Colby. We call it soccer here. You know. I know. I know. Steve and I are actually going to be in England a month from a month from now. We'll be in England. Well, a month from today, Steve, we're going to be in Bebenburg. Are you? You're going to Bamburgh? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Have you been there? I've been there. My wife worked. She used to be, a t- I don't know if I said before, she was a TV host for a while. Um, yeah. She was filming up in, in Newcastle, which is okay. like a couple of weeks. And so I went up and stayed in Bambra. Um, Amazing. That village there is beautiful. Those sand dunes around the castle, the castle itself. Uh, yeah, just oh, excited. Place. Yeah, we have a whole day there. That's nice. Thank you so much, Rod, for coming on, speaking with us again. Uh, we we love you. We love uh, Constantine. Um, and we're so excited, too. We have another excuse to talk to you again here in the future. You'll be an outlander. Um, and thanks again for uh, being uh, a, a great member to the show. Is there anything you want to say to the fans here uh, wrapping up? I mean, I want to say thank you for the amazing support you guys are. I've never come across anything like it. And you were the reason that it, keep, it kept going for so long. And it means the world to us, every of these amazing comments you say. So thank you so much for being the best fans in any show ever. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys, thank you for having me back. I love I love coming to your show. So thank oh, you. We love having you, Rod. It's, it's always fun to chat with you. It really is. We hope you all follow, like, subscribe our podcast. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll be back with more for sure. Keep talking Last Kingdom. But for now... Bye from Screen Chronicles and Rod Howe.